0: beginning is a very delicate time. Know then that it is the year 10,191. The known universe is ruled by the Padishah Emperor Shaddam IV, my father. In this time, the most precious substance in the universe is the spice melange. The spice extends life. The spice expands consciousness. The spice is vital to space travel. The Spacing Guild and its navigators, who the spice has mutated over 4,000 years, use the orange spice gas, which gives them the ability to fold space. That is, travel to any part of the universe without moving. Oh yes forgot to tell you. The Spice exists on only one planet in the entire universe. A desolate, dry planet with vast deserts. Hidden away within the rocks of these deserts are a people known as the Fremen who have long held a prophecy that a man would come. A Messiah who would lead them to true freedom. Planet is Arrakis, also known as June.
1: Much better, Cam. Much better. Maybe it's fine. Who knows? Restarting things always fixes them. Speaking of restarting things, uh, welcome to Hazardous Materials, your monthly, (laughs) occasionally monthly, uh, show where we touch the hot stove is how we used to describe Mm -hmm. it. But Mm. now we're describing it as walking on that sand
2: barefoot. (laughs) (laughs) Just Put your
3: hand in the gomba bar. Actually, no, the Gamjabar, the Gamjabar is, the is the needle.
2: The, the, the Gamjabar knight. is the needle. The box is, doesn't have a name. It's Pain but Box. But it should just yeah. be... It should be the the box is the Gamjabar. The needle's not special. The box is the Pain Box.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now... So we're renaming the show to the Gamjabar, in, inaccurately and confusingly. <laughs> <laughs> we're, uh, we're talking Dune. We're talking <laughs> 1984's Dune, which... That's right. Maybe for me I might be tipping my hand a little bit but uh showing my hand a little bit but uh not as bad as I thought it would be. I'm not so much a hazardous materials but we'll get to that later. Um why are we in why are we doing this again Nick? Someone donated well, a bunch of money, didn't they?
2: yes, uh we've actually received money for months now. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. but uh we, we it's been so hard Don't to wrangle a hazardous Sorry, materials Aaron. together. Uh no, we Yeah, him. we we'll we do, we went we'll over we went over couple. the threshold. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we went over, the, thre- the, we went over the threshold, and uh, uh, we needed to we we put on the Patreon that we were going to do hazardous materials when we hit that threshold. But the problem is we are barely, barely able to get out one show a week on with our current schedule. Yeah, uh, bad. And you uh, COVID
1: was bad. Working is worse. <laughs> for scheduling well, shows.
2: Well, you're the only yeah.
3: one who didn't have to work during COVID.
1: Uh oh yeah well I mean getting <laughs> together in person was an issue yeah
2: right? well yeah but the other yeah. thing is that um there when uh, we were all uh, separated things were slowed down a little bit uh but for also two
1: steps point uh me not having to work was easier to record the show <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's true <laughs> now that I have to work it's hard again mm-hmm. um, anyway that's not important um I think I may have been a fever dream but I think I recall wanting to do wanting to open these shows with a little quiz question so i have a little bit of an improvised multiple choice for you guys i'm gonna try all right right. try and do it off the top of my head off of the imdb trivia fact that made me laugh uh all right let's hear it well the second most i'll I'll reveal the second one later but okay so patrick stewart is in this movie right Mm -hmm. our good space friend sir uh, patrick stewart um which one of these things did Patrick Stewart not know when um, bef- during the filming of this movie? Or before the filming of this movie, actually? Um, Wait, hold on. It's multiple choice. <laughs> okay. Um, Dune was based on a book. Uh, okay. Dune was science fiction. Who Sting was? Or the plot of Dune?
3: Um, well, there's
2: no way he knew D, but that's not much of a trivia question, because uh, he's a theater guy. He's not like a science fiction nerd, which is very funny to say about somebody who was one of the most famous Star Trek characters of all time. <laughs> what a dork. Uh, <laughs> theater I want
3: to say it would be really funny if he didn't know who Sting was.
2: I'm going to go with that as well. I, think it, I also think it would be insanely funny if uh, Patrick Stewart just didn't know who Sting was.
1: Yeah, it is
3: uh, that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I had
1: that's really to funny. They're both British.
3: British.
2: Yeah. So. Uh, oh Sting. yeah. Everyone on that poison island just knows each other, huh, Seb?
3: I mean, Sting, <laughs> part of one of the biggest bands so of the rock time and roll period.
1: English band. I don't know. We might know? The, well, the Patrick police. Stewart
2: doesn't know who the police are. <laughs> He's yeah, never so had to deal thought,
1: with them. He first thought he was a solo act, and then when he asked him, he thought he was in a cop band afterwards. Because that's so funny. The police. I don't know. I don't, kind of confusing, or maybe inaccurate title. Also. Allegedly, this is all going by IMDb trivia, so who the fuck knows? Um, David Lynch thought accidentally cast Patrick Stewart. He thought he was casting really? a different guy named uh, Patrick John Stewart. Stewart. That's very funny. If I so, wonder who this other guy is. I don't know if we can. What other Patrick?
3: Find I him. mean, that doesn't. It doesn't sound like it would be an uncommon name. But yeah. Yeah. if you're casting is- somebody named Patrick Stewart, why would you think you're not? <laughs> I don't know.
1: Well, this is pre-next-gen. I, mean, I don't know yeah, how Yeah, pre-next-gen was... is pretty wild. How big um, was Patrick Stewart before next-gen? He still had hair not in next-gen. Not a lot, but he mm-hmm. did. It's weird. It's like, I mean, he has hair that? here. The, he just has, you know, guy. the behind his... <laughs> yeah, until the time jump, and then he has that crazy-ass haircut. Oh, God, you it's know? bad. Yeah, but still not on top of his head. It seemed like they knew that that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Like well, he couldn't. always has to be bald. It's up. impossible. Yeah. yeah. Wait, you think he grew that out? No, no, I'm saying he can't have hair on
3: top of his head.
1: Oh, it is. It's impossible.
2: (laughs) So I'm going to address the elephant in the dune, which is that uh, (laughs) the worm in the room, the worm in the room, which is that we are recording this episode without Alex, who uh, is off on the far off planet of Caladan or Europe or something. Uh, The point the point being that um, he uh, he's using, you know, his 500,000 hours of vacation time a year uh, back to back after his uh, recent tropics trip uh, and now going to Europe. So he won't be on this episode or next week's episode. Um, but to uh, e- to just you know soften the blow, I want you to know that he doesn't care and it doesn't bother him at all and he's yeah, having and a great time. <laughs> Don't
1: worry about him. COVID is over. You are allowed to internationally travel and then come live uh-huh. with me who has a vacation planned soon.
2: You are That's fine. allowed to fall into a volcano in Pompeii it's it's covid's over now according mm. to joe brandon so it's okay oh god i have a picture to show you guys later uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway this we we're talking dune because dune came out in 2021 recently in quotes mm-hmm. it's it's march of yep. 2022 and so. we did
3: all watch that uh, one together have, as well
2: people still have dune on the brain though uh,
1: yeah, or at it was least kind i of do like an epiphany like we were just talking and hanging out and i was like wait should we do because i wanted to shouldn't watch we
3: dune movie. it
2: Shouldn't we do and doing do- 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 do-
3: do- hazardous today.
1: materials?
2: The sleeper must awaken, as they say. And in that case, it's us and hazardous materials and First this, you get this get moving the place.
1: Then you get the power. Then you get oh, the yeah. women. Uh.
2: <laughs> 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 so I I have been trying to weasel my way into a David Lynch episode on this show ever since we did Twin Peaks, like two years ago. Yeah. Longer than that almost it's, it must be longer than that. That was in our second year of the show, so it's yeah, I guess it must be about two years ago um, that we did our, our Twin Peaks episode. And uh, I had never seen all of Twin Peaks, but since then I have watched all of it and uh, The Return and I loved it. But I had seen uh, Mulholland Drive and uh, The Elephant Man and Eraserhead. And uh, well, I haven't he's not, he's done tons and tons of short film stuff, which I have not really seen any of. Uh, cam has seen what did jack do i have not watched that yet i think i've uh, seen it over 10
1: times i really <laughs> love it you haven't seen that
2: no i haven't seen it watch it tonight
1: it's like 20 i, I, sh- I long. will i, it's I great I, I, I don't know i just haven't haven't watched it it's so but good. um it's david lynch in black and white yelling at a monkey who talks back to him <laughs> it's incredible
2: it's so good <laughs> but uh david lynch was born in the 40s and he didn't really get his start directing until he was almost in his 40s they had
1: people back then
2: yeah i know right he was born in 46 i thought people started in
3: 1990
2: and he uh he's old as shit yeah he is but that's you can see that in a lot of the things that he loves to return to in his work of like the idea of the family and like what a what a good spot in the world is for him is very is a very interesting compared to contemporary his contemporaries which is weird to say because he's like 30 years older than a lot of his contemporaries he also has one of
1: the most active uh and reliable youtube channels on youtube <laughs> extremely That's weird yeah, the david lynch Do- weather report. doing his weather report from la so it's always like 70 <laughs> it's not interesting at all <laughs> and then he also does his number of the week i think mm-hmm. where he has ah, a little
3: ah, ah.
1: um what do you call that bingo roulette thing? yeah not even really it's a jar that he has ping pong balls in with numbers <laughs> that's what a grandpa though. thing to do it's but it the commitment to it and like the consistency he yep, like uploads more frequently sprinted, than us that's for sure
2: yeah <laughs>
3: that that's kind of cute actually it's
2: it's
1: absolutely incredible i'll send you some of his
2: videos we just this. barely beat him out during halloween um with but uh yeah. <laughs> you know for consistency for how often we upload
1: Oh, yeah, that's the only week that we're getting past him. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. David Lynch is very interesting, and um, there was another director hired to do this movie. Alexander uh, Jodorowsky. Jodorowsky,
2: who... He was the first person <laughs> Jodor- hired but to Jodor- direct Jodor- Dune. He was a he was a Planet of the Apes guy. Um, yes, that's right. And that, that's what he was, was famous for, so that's why they were like, okay... Dune, the biggest science fiction novel of the 60s. We want you to make it, uh, Jodorowsky. And uh, Jodorowsky reads Dune. He's like, oh, my God, I love this book, but I don't have to use the book, do I? And they're like, what? No, you should be adapting. He's like, okay, here are my plans. And he's got like 10 scripts and uh, like hundreds of pages of sketches and all these things that he wants to do. It is a massive disaster. The author, Frank Herbert, hates it. Uh, The uh, studio is like, this will never come out. And a lot of people are upset. There is a whole documentary about it. There is a two hour documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune that is really, really interesting. Wow. And I goes like into watch and that. there there are still people who are like, this would have been the greatest movie ever made if he was able to finish it. And I'm like, I don't know, maybe No one, I, no
1: one would ever let like dare to find out. Like that's yeah, it's not worth finding out if this would have been worth it or not. But
2: the spirit lives on in the way that uh, Denis Villeneuve, or however you pronounce his name, uh in the way that he's doing Dune because uh, Jodorowsky also wanted to break it up into multiple parts. Uh, he right. wanted to do, like, he's like, oh, yeah, we can't do Dune in one movie. We got to do it in, like, three movies, or we got to do it in this many movies. or And uh, so he was like, stop, stop saying this. We are giving you the directions. What are all these fun. notes? What are all these drawings? Yeah.
1: Um, I saw in another IMDb trivia that it took them three months uh, to, like, Clear out an area of the Mexican desert to use for this movie.
3: Holy shit! <laughs> for this period movie. of what? Just shrubs uh, just and shit.
1: Everything, because it has to look like behind you, or your yeah, it's got to right look like Alaska? empty dunes. So just there can't be the Alaskan bullworm. There
2: can't be any. Yeah, with the Alaskan yeah. bull. <laughs> so <laughs> this movie uh, comes from the failure of that, and they're like, okay, well, we still want a dune movie, even though that didn't work out. So we'll get someone else to do it. So David Lynch at this time had made two movies. He had made uh, Eraserhead. Well, he had made a bunch of movies, but the the two commercial movies he had made, was he had made Eraserhead, which was a big kind of underground hit in '77, and then in 1980 he made The Elephant Man, which is still talked about today. Uh, You know, it's I always forget uh,
1: he did that one. Yeah, I never seen it, but it's just when I think David Lynch movies, I think.
2: Yeah, yeah, I watched I mean, it in a class. I remember thinking it was really weird uh, when I watched it for a class, thinking because I was like, "Oh, this can the is this all this stuff really happened?" That was how my teacher presented it to me as yeah, like, that's uh, always the worst. "Yeah, this is this is exactly what happened." Was and this I'm, in I, Mr.
3: Mosko's class?
2: This was absolutely. I think it was Mr. Mosko
3: because he's the giantest uh, nerd in that school.
2: Yeah. Well, no, I don't remember. I don't remember whose class this was in. It's not that important. Know. Um, but. Uh, uh, so those were his two movies at the time, and after Elephant Man, he gets a call from the studio, and they're like, we want you to do a big science fiction franchise movie, because the original director can't do it. And he's like, okay, what is it? And they say, Return of the Jedi. And he's like, no, I am not doing Return of the Jedi. Because I, I, he was worried. He's like, there have already been two movies in the series. I'm not going to be able to put my own personal stamp on it. But can you imagine... David Lynch getting the call to make the third Star Wars movie. They no. almost did what they did with the new trilogy, where they're like, "All right, two movies in, let's get a new guy on it." Yep.
1: Yeah. Fuck it up. <laughs> yeah. Wild. I'm glad they. I'm glad they didn't. But. Oh man, on Can, that you, can Russ, you imagine on that Gorley <laughs> and Russ uh, podcast? They talk about the their version of heaven is you get to see all these movies that never got made. Mm-hmm. And God, would I like to see the David Lynch. Return, Return of the, of the Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this movie is relatively competent story-wise. I think the effects are what make it. I a I bad. disagree.
2: I think that the problem. Yeah. I mean, I guess. we're I think getting the into effects the are, are very movie.
3: bad, but that's what makes it good.
2: <laughs> mm, we have so on this. Yeah. so one of the so, you know, the next call is hey, can you do Dune? And he reads the book Dune, and he's like, yeah, I can do Dune. That sounds great. I would love to do Dune, and uh, he goes to frank herbert's house which is such a funny phrase to say like you go to the author's house david lynch goes to the author's house and is like let's work on the script together let's hash out the script together and apparently they had 10 or 12 drafts before they decided on what they they wanted and they start working on this movie and it takes a long time it introduces uh it like connects him with a lot of people that he would use in a lot of later work as fans of twin peaks will recognize a bunch of people that he loves to use later on Uh Good old Kyle uh,
1: MacLachlan, the best. And Everett McGill. part of fucking Twin Peaks. I mean, mm-hmm. I couldn't believe and Everett McGill. I didn't know the nope. timeline, so I was like, obviously he chose Kyle MacLachlan because he worked with them on Twin Peaks. And was, but no, this so is six wrong. years before yeah. that. <laughs> six
3: years. And then I he did Twin Peaks, and he was like, let's actually do something good together.
2: Like the Dune guy, Paul, is supposed to be uh like Paul 15. Atreides is supposed to start 15 and then be like, like at the end of the book, he is like eighteen or something, you but he's a twenty-five-year-old
1: who looks like a thirty-year-old
2: yeah.
3: in
1: a weird.
2: In a wig. I want to say a
1: wig, but it's not a wig. That's his hair. His That's hair. just <laughs> how they they did it. <laughs> just—it's so—it's such strange casting, but I'm glad it's him. You know what I mean? I think it's Timothy. Mm-hmm. W- the reason why I kind of like got off the um the the train of we were talking about why we're doing this is we all watched Dune together the new one 2021 and we all had relatively positive thoughts on it and that was my first doing anything so I was like oh I would like to see more doing and uh this is supposed to be bad let's do this for our podcast so that's how we got into it also um we forgot to introduce ourselves I'm sure you know who we are but
2: uh I'm trying trying to lead you onto that thing earlier on but uh all right uh I'm Nick and i'm taking a taking a break from hosting taking a nice hot vacation on arrakis and this is the the what
1: is it paula abdul what is
2: it what uh the deep. padib padib
3: padib
2: the the, Hadarak. Hadarak. the sleeper oh. must awaken i put your hand in this box uh <laughs> you want to say your name mystery woman
3: oh um i'm the reverend mother uh seb <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I thought we were still just gonna dance around it forever, <laughs> Benny Jesuit witch.
3: Yeah, I'm a Benny Gesserit witch.
2: <laughs> um,
3: I thought I, I could more bear you, the uh, fear is the mind killer. <laughs> yeah,
2: the little death that bling brings oblivion. Yep. Um, the, um, no, these. So one of the funny things about Dune the novel, which translates into every adaptation of Dune, uh, is that people won't stop repeating certain phrases. And this is for a couple of reasons. It's, some of it is mantras that they, they say to themselves to like remember certain thoughts. Other times it's people who are like, you know, very uh, sh- assured of their ideologies trying to like, uh, like, show them off to everyone to be like, look, this is what I am about and you will remember me by what I am about. Like, you know, we, we must have desert power on Arrakis. You know, we have, we've had land power and sea power, but we must have desert power. Or uh, he who controls the spice controls the universe and all all that stuff. But every yeah, it's funny shit, because honestly. every character has their own voice, but then they'll repeat something that a different guy said like a dozen chapters ago, and it's like oh this is the thing that they're saying again. Like uh, oh another guy is saying fear is the mind killer. Oh well, another. I mean,
1: it's it's like a God bless America thing. Or like it is. Uh... No, I, I
2: I like this, but it's just one of the funny things about Dune is that. When like two people who have read Dune or watched Dune are, like sitting in a <laughs> room together, they're like, oh, yeah, uh, fear is fear is the mind killer, or we oh, yeah, we must walk without rhythm, we must walk walk the walk of the Fremen, or they you must just, do the like, jamrock do shuffle." Walk. The jamrock <laughs> shuffle. <laughs> yeah,
1: it, the the quotes of this movie are so fun, and I'm so ha- mm. happy to be like have an understanding of this world and like all these stupid quotes and stuff mm-hmm. and these repeated messages. Like I never knew anything about Dune at all, and it's weird how little I feel like it's permeated into my pop culture
2: knowledge. Like I know, I'm surprised because I uh, maybe it's just because I spend too much time with nerds. But I like I I was always hearing about Dune from one person or another. Yeah, I, I mean, there was a I'm the worm. same as
3: Nick, but I th- I feel like the worms were like everywhere. Like even there's there's like a everybody um, loves
2: those sandworms.
3: A Rob Zombie song that has the line "conquering the worm" in it.
1: So. It's not about sucking a dick or something.
3: Uh, it is Dracula. Uh,
1: <laughs> so it is about sucking a dick.
3: Sure. Yes. Correct. <laughs> I don't
1: know. That's just my. Any rock song, I think, it's about a penis in one way or another. Probably. But but um, I, speaking of music though, like, I didn't notice it when we watched the the twenty twenty one Dune, but in this Dune, Kyle MacLachlan says, "We must walk without rhythm, and you won't attract the worm," which mm-hmm. is I knew from a. Fucking fat boy, fat slim boy slim song. Slim song. <laughs> <laughs> Weapon of choice. Weapon of choice. And, like, it, it, that concept is in the new movie, but the line is not said exactly like that. And I was fascinated yeah. with that because like they need to walk, so that the worm doesn't hear the tremors. Also, a movie about earthquakes or is that a movie about worms too? It's a movie
2: about worms. So the they re- they have to walk, without rhythm. They have to walk in a non-rhythmic pattern so that the worm underground doesn't detect the vibration as people walking it'll think it's something else yeah Mm. like if you if you're like walking or running in a normal way the pattern will be recognizable to the worm and it will come up and eat you Mm -hmm. such an awesome concept and the
1: thumpers Mm -hmm. that they put in the ground to imitate the walking or you Mm -hmm. know rhythmic Mm -hmm. to distract them
2: the worm will go to that Just so cool. All the sci-fi
1: stuff is awesome in this movie. Dune is
2: full of amazing stuff like that. And if you've never uh, read or watched any Dune before, it just centers around a desert planet called Arrakis, which contains the most valuable resource in the universe, the thing that allows anyone to fly from one planet to another. Right. And it's also cocaine. It's also space. (laughs) (laughs) It's cocaine Adderall that lets you fly through space and also makes you psychic so yeah it's, it's pretty uh, good yeah it's pretty <laughs> if good a sp-
1: if there was a planet of it we would all be going a little
2: bit of trivia is that uh the uh versatility and uh environment destruction of spice is based on petroleum in our own world interesting <laughs> yeah. um, i
3: feel like it's it's much more obvious in the new movie um, I it. Oh, yeah, it's, they it's really, extremely really obvious in, in this in. one, but it's way more obvious in the new movie because they focus a lot more on the plight of the Fremen, but, um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll get into that.
1: But yeah, let's yeah. talk about this, uh, uh, this movie we watched. So we all watched 2021. We enjoyed it to an extent. Mm-hmm. Nick has read the book, Seth right. has started the book uh i read, read like some of the book a few say. pages of the book. oh i was trying to give you a little more credit than that but no well, i i, I tried it like all, a, so. a long time
3: ago um and i just didn't like nick yeah. got to it before me <laughs> like my copy yeah, then,
1: then you couldn't read it anymore no nick it. no yeah nick,
3: nick had it he stole it from so me. Nick.
1: <laughs> anyway <laughs> um i didn't read it at all so i saw 2021 and then we were like oh let's watch this so we all went to Nick's place the other day and we we watched this 2 hour and 17 minute long movie which is somehow shorter mm-hmm. than the new one and does less <laughs> or does more mm-hmm. with less time which is really interesting. Absolutely. We I made a point to check out the time stamp of when the story 21 8 Dune 84 reaches what Dune 21 got to and it was an hour and a half. So hmm. 84 gets to an au- finishes Dune 21 in an hour and a half i don't know how to say this but i think to yeah. to an interesting uh i don't know if you're satisfied by that or not i think it sacrifices of a, a good ending finale in dune 2021 yeah because there it, it kind of ends on yeah. a, like all right there's gonna
2: be a part two sorry there wasn't a huge climax Not even sorry, there wasn't a huge climax. Sorry, we forgot to have a a climax. Like uh, the the knife, the knife fight, the knife fight with uh, with Jamie is not like enough. I guess meeting Zendaya is kind of good, but like it, it really does feel like it cuts off. It's kind of like
1: it ends instead of on a big finale. It ends on like oh, there's so much more to this. Then.
2: there's so much more dune yes. <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> there's gonna be more dune it's basically what there's of the gonna be
2: says. more dune but in the 84
1: yeah. one it they kind of get to a conclusion in
2: i think this movie's ending is really good i think this movie's en- ending is better than the book <laughs> wow it's so okay. campy it's yeah it's campy it's but crazy, the, like... the book doesn't have like a real ending in a way that's satisfying because mm. they save that for book two why don't you go Dune, first Dune Oh,
1: that's so you thought of. Uh, all right. We, well, we I thought we were, I didn't realize we were just chat. doing. um can just chat. There's only three. Of us. Yeah.
2: So, uh, this movie uh, is really interesting from the perspective of looking at like your art house director taking on a big science fiction movie, which isn't something that used to happen all the time, and now it is like the only thing that happens. Is uh, is like. Uh, if you're, if you Until make your fired and
1: replaced with the board guy, <laughs> right,
2: right. You make your bones doing something else. And then the biggest company in the world calls you and asks you if you want to make some franchise slime. Um, the uh, like you can see like directorial hallmarks here. You can see artistic intent, but so much of it gets buried under the weight of the original novel. I feel like the, the original Dune, y- to adapt dune into a workable movie that didn't seem weird, you would have to rewrite a lot of it. And I think that Yeah, you just wouldn't adapt that, dune. Right, right, exactly. You would you would have to make something like it but not exactly it because dune the book is so it's weird to say this about a book, but it's wordy. It's like they <laughs> love to they love to tell, they love to tell you about what's going on. I it's love. opens with narration that sets up the world from the uh, Princess Irulan, every, every chapter opens with, like, readings of a, of a historical book, like, that is written way in the future about the, event, the events that you're seeing right now. And that makes it a big reveal when one of the characters who has been writing all of this shit shows up right at the end. You're like, oh, okay, so that's how this person's connected. But um, because of stuff like that, to... Adapt Dune, you really have to decide early on whether you're going to stick to the way the characters talk to each other, uh, whether you're going to sk- stick to, like, like the kind of uh, characters explaining the world to each other in these in rooms for the entire novel. And I do love that because I'm a nerd. So when, the, when you know, Dr. Kynes is like, here's exactly how a still suit works and here is like what it does for you and how you have to attach it to your nose and here's like all the bindings and wow Paul you sure know how to do this are you sure you've never done this before and he's like no it just seemed like the right way to do it he's like wow maybe you are the messiah that this book is named after
1: well then he repeats one of those Like, quotes that Nick is talking about. Like, he will come to your world and know things as if he's already known them.
3: Yeah, Yeah. as if he was born of them or something like
1: that. Yeah, exactly. Which I liked all the... At the beginning of this movie, Paul Atreides doesn't seem like the... He doesn't seem like the Messiah. Messiah guy. (laughs) I mean, he
3: he doesn't in the new one either. And I I assume not in the book either. Though in the book, it does start out with them talking about, oh, he's probably the Messiah.
2: He has his first Messiah moment after uh, the helicopter, the Thopter crashes in oh, the okay. desert and he's alone with his uh, mom. Yeah. So I, uh, oh, that's really? that's in the book. Yeah. Oh, that's wow. when he gets his first like kind of future sight vision thing. And Wait, it's something.
1: That... He, but he does the suit thing and he does the. Yeah. But he
2: well, thing. he doesn't he doesn't like he's not conscious of it. Stuff happens, but he's not conscious of it. Of what it is until that moment, oh. and he has a he has a big out where he yells at his mom. He's like, "Yeah, they, they don't they you understand what y- what all of your Benny Jesuit shit training did to me? Mm. Like, I'm a freak. I'm a weird. I'm a weird computer human. No, I can't relate to people normally. Uh, I why do I have to know the future? That's horrible." Uh, and Jessica basically doesn't say anything, and she's like, "He'll get over it." and he, yeah, he, sl- and he, he does. slowly does <laughs> and then he fucks himself up even more later on by drinking the water of life which is only meant for Benny Jesuit women and only meant for certain ones of them even the reverend mother is like okay this is the extra extra potent spice stuff we drink to enhance our psychic powers mm. and he's like what if i had that then i could have enough power to kill anyone i wanted and
0: <laughs> yeah. then he he
2: drinks it and uh goes into, like, an insane shock state, which is a really great sequence in this movie. Um, uh, Something that I I actually remember really enjoying. But that's the kind of, like, the, the, like, dangerous psychic protagonist thing. And hanging over the entire book is this idea that uh, where Paul keeps saying to himself, like, I have a vague vision in the future of what it would be like if, you know, like, the Harkonnens do all this horrible crime to... Uh, to the planet of Arrakis, to the Fremen, to everyone. They're constantly abusing people with their armies and everything for resources and for, for petty reasons. And, uh, but what makes the soldiers of House Harkonnen different from our soldiers? It's like, well, the colors that they wear, and that's it. So if, if, <laughs> They're uh, all redheads. You know, if, if we were to be yeah. in power, then our soldiers could do the same thing. People would say the same thing about us and that's that's how the reasoning starts and then after he starts getting becoming psychic he starts having visions of going like oh i can see in the future people committing jihad in my name that doesn't seem good i should try and avoid that if possible and the, uh, the, the 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 book kind of ends on like a a really like ominous note of like i am on the path to people committing holy wars in my name yeah. Everything that I have done, all the messianic stuff, because I because I have allowed myself to be so powerful, because I have allowed myself to be so magic and because I have given so many commands here and disrupted everything in the galaxy with by taking control of the biggest source of fuel and telling the emperor to fuck off and then killing someone right in front of him. I I am on that path that I was yeah. trying so hard to avoid, but it's fine. I can handle it. Yeah. But then, and, yeah, then the yeah. Is just like, oh, oh, well. And the the movie doesn't really uh, – and maybe Lynch is, I think, right to do it for, like, you know, a Hollywood movie to maybe say, like, I don't know. Do do we have to focus so much on the uh, unquenchable bloodthirst of future soldiers that are going to Reli- uh, crusade?
1: Becoming a religious war.
2: <laughs> yeah. Do we have to focus on the future crusade of millions of people to who die because you uh, were really good at knife fighting? Uh, like i I, do we have to do that so it's it's in dune 1984 kyle mclaughlin is like a benevolent savior he he has he does do some violent stuff he does do some it's not framed in a morally
3: gray way yeah
2: Yeah. it's it's mostly meant to be cool and i get it like and i (laughs) like that i'm not saying that they read the book wrong this is an intentional choice by them to be like Okay, the the morally gray stuff is uh, is really messy and' it's, it's a really shitty ending to the book that uh, like practically cuts off mid-sentence after he uh, tells the emperor to fuck off and yeah, uh, then marries his daughter. Uh, like at, but on, in this movie, one of the things that I think is uh, like there are, there are two things in this movie that make it a genuine. Improvement over the ending of the book like in a more satisfying way both for in a hollywood way and just in a general storytelling way you've got uh them blowing open the walls of like a, a sealed chamber so that after uh vladimir harkonnen gets stabbed he f- like flies out and then gets eaten by the worm crazy it's like your main you know bad guy, about
1: dude you're like oh yeah. yeah it's the movie with big worms and you're like okay so there's a bad guy what happens to the bad guy oh he gets eaten by the big worm you'd be like hooting and hollering cheering. yeah exactly like, it's and like in the book the he just gets like
2: things stabbed things. off screen in a, in a very undignified way, which is fine for him because he's so awful that, like, you want him to have an undignified death. But it's so much more satisfying for him to be fed to this worm. It's wonderful.
1: It's really great. And the way he flies away into it is so funny. And like, <laughs> Yeah. Like Seb was saying, like, the effects do make this movie more fun to watch, for sure. But they're uh, even for the they,
3: time, they're really not good.
1: They're really bad for the time, even. That's what we think anyway i mean when you watch star wars they don't they're not as ambitious in star wars so
3: yeah what i'm saying is they're really bad for the time because they didn't know what they could do and they went too far
1: does this look good and then they're like yeah but later you're like no it doesn't (laughs) not at all doesn't look good
2: Um, yeah yeah so like uh a lot of other main thing that it does to improve on the uh ending of the original is the even if it doesn't make any sense the it raining for the first time on dune uh when after paul makes the defeat it doesn't make like logical sense but it makes like messiah sense Mm -hmm. you know it's like in lion king the the pride lands are nice again when simba's king even though it seemed to just be the weather like they just had (laughs) a a drought and then the drought stopped when uh, simba was was king again so and, in but the it's book, like,
1: does he not make it rain on the planet? No,
2: no. But he he makes a pledge. He's like, I pledge that there w- I will make Arrakis a planet where people don't have to fight and scrap for water. Mm-hmm. I will change the planet, and he says that. But he th- there's no like rainstorm or tidal wave or anything. Yeah, he doesn't literally raise. raise his hands and make <laughs> yeah, that, it rain or something like that. That works so much better. You can't you just make it, it rain
3: in the desert and have plants grow. There's there's no substrata. It's just sand. Like you can't.
2: This is not about what literally is happening. It's about the symbol of it. <laughs> it's well, fun. No, yeah, it's, it, it is, uh, and they weren't going to do another one. I think even if this made a million dollars in 84, I don't movie. think they would have done Dune Messiah with the same cast. have
1: no interest in doing any more of it, which is fascinating. Like every movie mm-hmm. now is like, oh, what's going to be the sequel? So we can have a franchise yeah. so we can have.
2: And even from... Dune, the book is full of setup for its own sequel. Um, so, to it leave, intentionally like, leave so know, much of that stuff out.
1: It seems like a, com- like a wholly incomplete story for sure. Especially yes.
2: Yes, absolutely.
1: In the first book, like it's like, okay, we set up all this stuff. This hero has his journey, but mm-hmm. uh, there is just so much more to do with that character and the worlds and stuff. It doesn't solve nearly anything. <laughs> like It's just kind of his journey about how he realizes he is the chosen one or yada yada yada
2: yeah and like him connecting with the fremen and like there's there's something to be said about the reason that he wins not being just because he is the messiah but because he is it he works with the indigenous people of this planet he works with the people who have always lived on this planet he's riding the worm you know very like when you when you ride the worm you're you're like oh yeah you've gone native you're you care about this Mm -hmm. place
1: just like in Episode Six, uh, the other movie, Dune, he was gonna do. Yeah, actually, I, um, it, I called him Dune. The
3: the first paragraph <laughs> out of Dune, which I did read yesterday, um, is yeah. Princess whatever her <laughs> fuck is,
2: Princess Irulan. Yeah,
3: um, and it says,
2: and they do this in the movie by having her speak directly. Well, so, into the so camera, what she says really in that funny.
3: paragraph is, um, if you are learning about um, the the Messiah Mahdib you must first, put, Paul Mwadi- yeah, Paul Madib, You must first put him in his time, and then you must put him in his place, which is Arrakis. Even though he was born on Caladan and spent his first fifteen years there, he is of Arrakis. Like he's not uh, from Caladan.
2: He belongs. He, yeah, to he Arrakis, belongs to Arrakis. Is what Arrakis, they're saying. Yeah. yeah. I feel
1: like we're just talking about Dune. Should we be talking about the movie more?
2: well the movie the movie is like the movie does pull so much from that i want to say oh uh, that's why i was talking about the ending right like i was talking yeah. about the the things that the movie does differently and of course you um something that uh that you were both were talking about while we were watching the movie is you were like do they describe this guy's outfit like this or did, do they describe how yeah. this character <laughs> <laughs> looks always fat. and i'm gonna i, I want to say for the most part in the book no they don't like they will talk about how the harkonnens are fat and disgusting but they don't specifically mention, like, details of things that they're wearing unless it's, like, an object that they're holding, like mentioning where Paul's knife is clipped or something. So when you – a lot of that is left to the imagination. And I want to say that the uh, the hairstyles and, like, the eyebrow styles and all of, all of that oh, stuff is – like having a guy with the mohawk part of his head shaved out and everything else grown (laughs) in and like that stuff suitably alien or cultural culturally foreign to us and an American audience and the uh the like mishmash of cultures on display in the architecture and set dressing fits a a world that is so far in our future like a caladan looks like you're on a boat it's all wood paneling mm-hmm. everywhere yeah, it's so really crazy, crazy. yeah
3: I think they leaned more into the uh, sci-fi aspect and less into the f- fantasy aspect because this is a sci-fi mm-hmm. fantasy not just a sci-fi
0: um,
3: yeah. in in the new one and uh, they they definitely did more like metal
1: synthetic yeah, I think this movie looked a lot well I don't know once you get to Arrakis in 2021 Arrakis
2: has a lot of tile yeah um, Arrakis has a lot of tile it's and it's clearly like, like
1: a, you could definitely read into it and see that it's probably a really gross and racist but like the, just a middle eastern mashup of cultures and like yeah and, I mean, and that's the and point in, in like, fact
3: Fremen the language <sighs> is um from like it's supposed to be a, a really really like far flung corruption of Arabic
1: yeah, that's what mm-hmm. I was going to say is it's like I like the future aspect of like just all cultures meshing together into an unrecognizable Play-Doh of mm-hmm. nonsense. And There's like
2: some fun stuff with that in the book about some Christian cultists who are basically Catholics and Protestants mixed together.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's great. But yeah, the set design in this movie is pretty good. I think Nick was telling us that all a lot of these sets were built for the original director his um, psycho, that's what i had man.
2: thought i couldn't find oh, yeah. something to corroborate it that like sense. i couldn't find a source for that claim so somebody somebody said that somewhere and i couldn't find any source for it but maybe I mean, maybe that's like true
1: Throne rooms and shit so you could use that for anything mm-hmm. you know
2: yeah let me um i'm gonna send you some of the art that they drew for the uh for the jodorowsky dune and, and you'll you'll see where maybe the uh inspiration yeah they might, might have at least from.
3: done like the concept art and then just done that just built that
1: yeah, it's so much has to happen before you start shooting that they were probably just like, can you just fucking use this? Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to build you a whole new set. Um so yeah, the the set's pretty good. I st- what do you guys think of Ky- Kyle
2: McLaughlin as politics?
3: His not as his uh, Insane. Not at all.
2: <laughs> it's kind oh. of insane to uh to to imagine him as the age that he is supposed to be. And hey, especially since old IRL, part IRL, of right? Yeah, yeah, yes, he, he was, was 25. Of, I think so. And part of the Dune story is, like, a pretty significant time skip where the character grows up. But he doesn't seem more mature at the end than he does at the beginning. Nick, and maybe that's Nick just in his to performance. Tell
1: us, or at least me, that a time skip happened. Yeah, but because it, it cut from, it like, did. one
3: thing to him and Shawnee were fucking. And I was like, wow, that mm, escalated right. quickly. <laughs> yeah.
2: They do a little nonlinear storytelling here, which is because of Paul's psychic visions of the future, he is seeing stuff that is happening later. Mm-hmm. And uh, then eventually there is narration, which is another strange choice for this film. Or it seems strange to me in the, in the modern year of 2022 that anyone would have the narration, like the monologue it's of so like like Paul's monologue. The, of yeah. like,
1: I don't mean to dunk on uh, David Lynch, but it's just the most brainless adaptation of a book. It's like, okay, I will put... The book in the movie, like just yeah. the exact lines of people, the characters' thoughts, and narration is in the movie as dialogue. Like when characters are thinking, their mouth is closed and their eyes are moving around, and round, they're always and whispering their, their voice. thoughts. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. a comic book. It's crazy. And
3: fears yeah, th- mind killer. The thing is, I felt like every time they used that, in those instances, if the character had had good direction for their acting, that was the not actor, needed. Yeah. But...
1: I think it, it... I don't even think that they were doing a bad job acting. I think it's just, like, you You could infer that, but it's just no. they make sure to clarify that for so you. So, like,
3: th- this isn't the same thing. Th- this was, acting. like, they added imagery that they didn't need. But when he puts his hand in the pain oh, box, and um,
4: <laughs> yes, yeah.
3: he's, like... And it shows you, oh, it feels like fire. Oh, look, his hand is on fire. Oh, it's melting. But contrast that with the newer one and i it, i feel bad that we're you know comparing so much to something that's almost 30 years in the future yeah, but this
1: guy's 40 years later man, better yeah but than there the are fuck.
3: there are good <laughs> movies from that time period with good character uh, acting yeah. where they wouldn't have done this um, but so so he, you can just tell from his face in the new one that that sucks yeah, that you don't want your hand in that box whereas in this mm, one you can't really the hell from kyle mclaughlin's face so they have to put his hand on fire
1: i think i thought a little bit too much. i like i like them so
2: showing like because like, obviously that's not literally what's happening but they're like this is what it feels like no. It's like this is what it feels like to chew five gum it's like the guy isn't actually <laughs> jumping out of the plane
3: he isn't
1: <laughs> yeah i
2: the hand
3: <laughs> no i no, no i yeah. i like Nick, being Nick's able wrong. to that did actually imagine happen. what it, like i had always <laughs> no, thought well, about it being i suppose like, that's just on me having needles stabbed no, your I, hand I or something like that
1: I, I think I was thinking of it too much. Like I was like, okay, you know the box is pain, but what kind of pain is it? Like I could maybe withstand. No, no, I couldn't withstand any of this. I'm such a coward. There's <laughs> no fucking way. There's no way. I wouldn't. I wouldn't last one second in this.
2: The, I would be killed by the Gamjabar, I think. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We. I think we're a group of people who would be killed by the Gumjbar, and that's not a crazy thing to admit. I think it's a good show of his power. That's semi relatable in a a large number of quotes like oh he puts his hand in the box and it hurts but he knows it's not real so he can keep his hand in the box
3: yes yeah yeah it's like like, a mind uh, a mind over matter thing
1: exactly yeah i think he has a really good line which i'm sure is taken directly from the book of like fear will merely wash over me it does not stay with me or pain does not stay with you it, mm-hmm. it, it, you experience it and then it's past. It's not like a real wound, which is has consequences with you for if life. It's just putting your hand in the box and you feel bad for mm-hmm. a while. This is really diminishing, but it's not permanent well, and it has no real effect on you.
2: Right. So something about uh, something about the uh, the Dune novel that makes it into the 2021 adaptation, but not uh, Lynch's Dune, is that Paul is not just I mean, they say it, but it's not uh, – they don't make as big of a deal out of it. Paul is not just, like, a very cool guy who happens to have some good training. He is the result of, like, a eugenics program. Yeah. Like, they make that way more obvious. try yeah. and breed the Messiah. And they and – yeah, like yeah they make it way more obvious than the new one. They talk more about it. The, he, he comes one generation early for their plans. They wanted oh. the Messiah to come with the next generation – uh, the Benny Gesserit, who uh, his mom is a part of, but his mom is the one who disobeyed and had right. The, his mom's supposed uh, to
1: the, birth a kid that has Paul in quote. You know, yes. Like the, yes. yes, yeah.
2: So Paul. she's supposed to, to have a daughter. O- she was supposed to bear only daughters.
1: Yeah. yeah, she's supposed to have the person who has Paul. Correct. Mm-hmm. That she has Paul in in bad terms, but yeah. Yes. So anyway, what I was getting at is, I liked that that they show you that it feels like his hand is on fire because I was like oh, my God, does it feel like they're ripping your fingers off or breaking your bones? Or, like, does it feel like peeling your fingernails off? I guess I, my mind was running too much. So, And that that dorky style of C, not even CG, but, like, embossing an image
2: mm-hmm.
1: in, like, a weird... Putting some like,
2: Vaseline on some glass and then looking at it through there.
1: Yeah, like, show, oh, I can't even describe what it is, but, like, showing an image within an image in an old movie like mm-hmm. that. Is really endearing to me. Yeah, and, I like those effects a bit to look at. <laughs> we, Seb and I, were marking out over the transitions in this movie. Oh like yeah, there was Star Wars. there was like
3: one or two transitions that were just like PowerPoint slideshow shit, and it, it was yeah, but bizarre. But if you watch
1: the original tr- Star Wars trilogy, it's like famous for its dorky ass. Yeah, but it only does it a like couple times in this
3: one, which stuff. me which makes it feel really yeah. weird. Like they didn't mean to do that. <laughs>
1: A lot of dissolves, mm-hmm. and like, it just looks so corny and fun, um, which I like that that's been grandfathered into the new Star Wars movies. Yeah. All of them do these dorky-ass transitions that are, like Seb said, PowerPoint transitions mm-hmm. that are so funny. Uh, and I you just get to hear that beautiful John Williams music and a nice transition. It's wonderful. But yeah, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, I think maybe a little too old for this yeah even though, though Tim- timothy Ch-
3: chalamet is about as old as kyle McLaughlin was when this came he's
1: out. one year older if we're getting into technical. well the,
3: the movie but, came uh, out so his birthday is december 27th so he was 25 oh. when dune 2021 came out and of course he was younger it came yeah out,
1: though maybe filming you yeah
3: yeah young, yeah but it. he was still like
1: well, who cares it doesn't um,
3: matter yeah uh paul's supposed to be like 15 so he's still 10 years yeah. too old but timothy chalamet has like baby face and kyle McLaughlin does not he has a giant chin he does not have has <laughs> got a giant he has chin. a
1: working adult yeah. face he has, <laughs> he <laughs> has office <work laughs> he face. does he which sure is does why he's so good in twin yeah. cheeks, is he looks like a a working suit he looks Cause he like is. a yeah. stiff because he is in the movie yeah in the, yeah it's so good which is why it's so funny to see him with this giant mane in this movie he has this beautiful like he-man hair like that I kept thinking was a wig, and I was like, no, oh, I guess that's is real hair. <laughs> I never really found out for sure, but um.
2: it's—I think it's his real hair. I think that was the style at the time. You just—you yeah. don't.
1: It makes sense not, for the style. It was the style yeah. not have time. it High and tight, for, I guess right? And you would
2: want—you want it to. Um, you want it to seem alien, but your main hero should be identifiable. Mm-hmm. Everyone else can have yes. the weird eyebrows and insane yeah, hair. Yeah, um, his mom, too, has, uh, like, the, the nice 80s
3: hair at the time, until she has to shave it because mm-hmm. she becomes the reverend mother of uh, the Fremen.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: yeah. Speaking of differences Ace. between this and uh, the new movie, you want to talk about the mom a little bit, Seb? Because I'm totally in agreement Oh, with,
3: gosh. Um, with so c- <laughs> compared to the new one, you know? and I think Nick said compared to the book as well, she is totally woobified in this movie she's like she screams and cries and all this and that's fine when you're when your husband dies but it's a stark contrast to the the new one and also all her training like she doesn't really use any of her training or seem very tough at all like she she just seems like oh i'm the concubine i'm the mom i'm you know whatever until they get to like almost the very end and she puts a guy in a chokehold all of a sudden and that's yeah, the only finally. thing she does all movie that you know shows really she's very tough at all
1: yeah i don't think they even girl bossified her in the new yeah the the, 2021 the
3: 2021 new one. movie she yeah. she's fine like she just has really good training and you know is an important lady and
1: yeah that's she, you're you're told she's important and powerful yeah. the whole movie and but she's just whining and and doing like this crazy like i i would relate it she's like laugh crying at the worm
3: which i mean i would too but like the
1: it's it's just like
3: the the way they do it in this movie just she's She's,
1: when they're running away from the worm she's like falling absolutely pussified yeah to pick her up and
3: and and her son in in (laughs) this one rather than in the new one they're they're like kind of a a pair like a team like they're trying to work together to go through the desert in this one He's the boss all of a sudden, even though she's the one with more training. She's the one who actually knows what's going on with, like, the quasi-Tederach uh, thing. Haderach. Um, she's <laughs> nice. she's the one who actually knows more than he does in terms of, like, the grand scale of things. Though he has, like, mm-hmm. his unconscious knowledge of uh, she's the Fremen stuff. And she's
1: more powerful than him. Yeah. She has the voice. Yeah, she
3: has the and voice. And she does use it. it in this one, but it it's not as scary when they use the voice in this one.
2: What did you think of the effect on the voice? It was similar
3: movie? to the new one, really but good. not as powerful. I yeah, it, it. was I fine. Thought
1: it was, I thought it felt like more like a demonic voice, which I think was cool. Yeah,
3: it had like it was also underlaid one, with their real voice, so it actually seemed like it was their voice rather than like I don't know some like a broken boombox. I don't know. Um,
1: in the new one, I feel like it would be way more effective in a theater. And watching it at home, even though I was excited about my new soundbar, it wasn't as like, if you had surround sound, I feel like hmm. the voice hits better.
2: Yeah. That's like special. Echoey, you know what I mean? It would be funny if the way to make yourself immune to the voice was just to have bad speakers. I mean, <laughs> just to be that un- it's, it is a plot point in the movies and the book that they're, they send a deaf guy to, uh, to pick them up so that they can't use the voice on him. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. funny.
1: Um, I have two more major things I want to talk about. If you guys have anything else, then... Oh, out.
2: I mean. Uh, so, how about the fucking gun? The the, the, the voice tr- gun so,
3: that was oh. so cool. I was kind of disappointed I that was it wasn't in the book. Mark. It's so awesome.
2: I don't well, know whose is... idea that was, but that is uh, that should be that should be in the book. Uh, fuck it! Fuck it! Bring it back for the new movie. I no, that's an insane in thing. Movie. You have like a tube hooked up to your hand, hooked up to your mouth, and you use the voice, and then the, it transmits into a, like a laser gun. That's like the ki- the killing word. It's a very fun way of doing the, like, kind of, like, making the metaphor literal. Like, you yes. have, oh, my, name, my is name being used to kill. Yeah. My name is being used to kill. Like, I am killing in my, I am, somebody is killing in my name. It's like, no, they're literally using your name to kill. The metaphor is broken down. It's just real. We're doing and
1: it. And McLaughlin just says that in the movie. Mm-hmm. He says. Yeah, it's great. I someone love it. He shoot the gun and then he turns and looks in the mid distance and says, or thinks, without his mouth moving. <laughs> oh. My name is a, war, a word of war or something. My, like my name is a killing like word, yeah. A killing word. I think he said something about war. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's just so laid out for you that it, it was fine for me because I didn't care because I was watching an old movie. But it, it is a little bit embarrassing at that point. But the gun is so cool. And then, like, when they're all when they're storming the castle riding the worm... Yelling into their gun, like every time they need to shoot their gun, they have it's like a street fighter. You have to say Hadouken, like the one <gasps> yeah, <the> Hadouken. exactly. <laughs> you have to say, uh, What is this dumb name? Moudabh- Wadib, or what was the call? A truck, what is the other word? I'm, I shouldn't be putting all the burden on you guys, but I don't remember the words that they have to say uh, when they shoot the gun. Did
3: they say chaksa?
1: Yeah, there were like two things you could say. Mm hmm. And luckily we had the subtitles on, but basically you have to yell to make your gun shoot, and it's so, and the gun is so powerful. Yeah, I
3: kept referring it to it as understand. like a dragon shout from Skyrim.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is Skyrim. <laughs> Goddamn Skyrim, ubiquitous culture. Yeah, monoculture we're all in. You play, you didn't see Dune eighty four, but you saw Skyrim, so it's like Skyrim,
3: yeah. I guess. Well, <laughs> it's it's like.
2: No, it, you're it, right. Like you're it right. Transmits yeah, it transmits the power of the voice into into a gun, yeah. and I really think I really love it. I think that that is a, a one a, a wonderful a fun unsubtle detail that works great. And like Nick uh, was
1: saying while we were watching it, it makes you understand more why Paul is able to beat these other more technologically advanced established cultures. It's because he's working. You were saying he's working with them. Right. It's basically, it's it's fucking these, people, six who, with these the Ewoks people who these people who already like... know.
2: <laughs> I mean, but the Ewoks they don't like. Y- you can they they like throw a log at the Empire, but like the that's... Empire's
1: never seen log. Ewoks see <laughs> log <laughs> every day. God.
2: They know how to use log. But like, you're, if you're coming from another planet, like it's one thing to know what the Beni Gesserit can do, and it's another thing to know that like the planet of Arrakis has all these tunnels underneath it, and it's another thing to know how to make these destructive forces of the worms work for you and all the all the spice is mined for these oppressive foreigners coming to like you know colonialize yeah they definitely they really uh, did not focus
3: on that at all like the the fremen are just like, like oh they're just there
2: yeah the fremen have lived on arrakis their their whole lives and for generations but like the harkonnens and the atreides they just they show up and they're like okay well you guys work for us now they're they're doing the colonization mm-hmm. thing. And so when you work with the people who already know how this planet works, like you don't have to be afraid of the worms. You are the master of the worm. You don't have to hide. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Is it a is it a giant Vietnam metaphor too of like we're um,
2: house? at the time and, uh, that, uh, I think June that that first might, came out yeah, it June was June was written before then, yeah, but the, now it Vietnam works. Yeah, Vietnam was way. just
3: about to kick <laughs> off. Um, but I mean there oh, okay. were there was other stuff going on in the Middle East.
1: Um, I forget what my other thing I wanted to talk about was. I like was it the seeing... knife fight with Sting? <laughs> I think it wa- it may have been, Nick. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really like the that. I mean, I know they just didn't get to it yet in the new movie, but like I loved that setting up Sting as this badass guy. was it worked so well because like Seven and I were talking like he doesn't say anything.
3: He he just Which has this weird scary. grin the entire time.
1: He's smiling. Yeah, even he's even when the
3: Harkonnen leader guy, who's really he's way more gross. Like even though he's not weird and pale in this one, he's way more yeah. gross because he's all got all these pustules on his oh, face. But disgusting. he like it's implied that he wants to have a sexual relationship with Sting. Um,
1: oh really? I wasn't getting you that.
3: didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. Like he was like oh he
1: kisses that other guy and then he eats his blood though.
3: Yeah, but it, it's it's definitely.
2: It's a vampiric pedophile. Yeah, it thing.
3: is. And like the, he's, I mean, like if a, you s- look at the way the that guy was dressed, he was dressed very effeminately.
1: <laughs> you do see him in the least amount of clothing you're of Yeah, and, and, and then
3: and then he the way he talks to and looks at um, what's his name, Nick, Who's staying? what's his name?
2: Uh, Fade yeah. Ratha.
3: The way he he talks to Fade, he it's it's definitely got some weird undertones to it. Even if he he doesn't mean anything literally, it's definitely like a of the time, he's creepy. How do we make him creepy, even more creepy? Oh, yeah. imply homosexuality.
1: Oh, yeah, I, I could tell. Well, I mean, that's there in the implied. book.
2: They're taken from it, which I think is something that they, they make. Um, in the new movie, they make uh, him more fat and less pedophilic and vampiric. Mm-hmm. Like, they just focus on him being this, like, giant mass of flesh.
1: I kind of like the... I know this isn't about the 2021 Dune, but I really like... But, I mean, it's a
2: comparison point.
1: I really like the way they do him. I do wish he was more of a character, but I like how ambiguous he is.
2: What I like about this episode is that it shows that that you guys are completely fucking bought in. You did not need to be convinced of anything else about Dune. No, dude, this movie solidified
1: it so much more for me. I was like, I
2: love Dune, I guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, mean, after
3: watching the first... or or the newest movie, I was like, whoa, you know, and I had already been kind of like mildly interested in getting into it, which is why I actually had a copy in the first place. Um, But then I was like, well, like, though going to a movie theater, um, I can get hyped about almost anything um yep so
1: i always i almost always walk out saying that was good and then i think for five minutes i'm like wait that's i mean
3: i'm not always like that like (laughs) if i don't like a movie then i don't like it but if i like it then i'm even more hyped that i saw like look how big the dunes are look how big the worm is you know and that kind of thing (laughs) um but uh yeah no like i'm a big like fantasy and i like sci-fi you know kind of person anyway so I yeah I didn't need to be convinced of anything. I'm like this is a, this is a staple of sci-fi fantasy. Why wouldn't I like it? You know.
1: Oh, I I remembered what the other thing I wanted to talk about. Um, it okay. Was, it was the shields.
3: Oh the shields? yeah! Oh my yes. god! Yeah. This
1: movie. Holy shit! I was so mad they didn't come back. Like the shields are so important in the 2021 version. Mm-hmm. And, or no, not really. They come back one more time, but they—they're just a really thing that people use. Time.
3: They're not like an important plot point.
1: But so in in Dune, they have this training sequence where uh, Paul's trainer, his combat trainer, gets do mad fear Hawat uh... for not being in the mood to do a sparring session. And he's like, when oh, no, I'm sorry, Gurney When Granny someone's Halleck. gonna kill Patrick you, it Doesn't matter if you're in the mood or not. And so he mm-hmm. like attacks him, and they put on their combat shields which are not like just for training they're obviously used for regular combat because quick uh blows don't go through them but if you, a slow push through a slow like strong push through will get through and be able to kill someone so um in in 2021 they have these nice blue cg shields around them that don't look dorky at all they actually really look very good maybe in 10 years we won't be saying this but they look great and when you get hit it turns red it's real it's like nick nick compared it to a hitbox and a hurt box yeah. <laughs> yeah if anybody plays fighting games um in 84 however <laughs> it is rectangles around your body that look like a uh, desktop sumo game they're so
3: <laughs> blurry too you can't tell what's going what? on like
1: virtua fighter maybe yeah because your image is refracted in looking into yeah. the shield it's crazy how my it, like, brother has a has a, a type of like
3: so my brother collects mineral rocks and minerals because he's a geologist um
1: <laughs> this is a dork. oh yeah yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah um and so he's got one called a tv stone and when you like look at stuff through it oh, it I've looks like that. that it's really cool
1: that's yeah, pretty interesting. Wild. And like, I if do you like take that. away anything from this podcast, you don't have to watch the whole two hour and seventeen minute movie, unless you really like doing, which I really recommend. This movie was fun for me, no. but
2: it's pretty great. Just I gotta watch say
1: that sparring scene. Yeah. Can we talk like, about what happened to Harkonnen? At the end? Of... We, did. we did. We did. Yeah. We did. yeah.
3: Okay. Sorry. Yeah. We've we've been <laughs> we <laughs> through so much. much we've we've, we've kind of zigzagged our way.
1: We've been going all over the place. Yeah. But because we're yeah, I I off with it. I was like, oh, I
2: gotta talk about him getting eaten by the worm. Uh, no, so I think awesome. that um I I Just understand why that audiences on YouTube is what I'm, yeah. what I'm trying to get <laughs> yeah. to. It's I understand why audiences so didn't like this movie. It makes total sense to me. I get it. If you I know, hadn't watched the j- movie it's...
3: from 2021, I would not have understood anything. And even 2021 oh, yeah, doesn't you. have all the information.
2: Right. This is a, like I was saying towards the beginning, I feel like this movie the reason it, it that this fits for hazardous materials and the reason that people it got such a poor reception is because, you know, it's because this movie flies along at a breakneck pace. And even though it does so much explaining, you still don't know what's going on unless you've literally already seen it or read the book or <laughs> yeah. seen the other movie adapting it. I've seen it.
1: a slightly clearer version, so I understood everything that was going yeah.
2: on. I have, a, I have a quote from the New York Times uh, review of Dune it's that I think good. you'll get a kick out of, Cam. Oh,
1: nice. uh, Let me hear
4: it.
2: Several of the characters in Dune are psychic, which puts them in the unique position of being able to understand what's going on in this movie.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we haven't even talked about speaking of psychic. Wow. We haven't talked about Alia, is which that... is his sister yeah. who just shows up. We didn't oh, talk
2: goodness. about Alia, but we did talk about him being. Yeah, psychic. no.
3: So, so towards yeah. the end of the movie, yeah, so they, they finish the Alia. first book, and then like in the last half hour of the movie, they do like the next book, which is ridiculous to that's, me. That's that's
2: consistent. That's consistent with the pace. Of but the novel. It,
3: it's ridiculous to me because they, they just just shoot through it and alia is kind of like oh she had the baby oh now the baby is you know instrumental in their plans and she's she's like this weird grown-up child with psychic powers and kind of the child actors oh she's kind of cute but like yeah she's really
1: good honestly because she's a real child she's not yeah in a
3: kid that age she looked really young like she's missing one of her front teeth she must be like six or seven
1: she's adorable she actually does her lines like incredibly well it is off-putting obviously because she's put in these dangerous war situations like she's sent as a liaison but
3: she controls everybody just by being like no don't do it and they just don't they they don't do anything good old psychic children
1: man it's a trope that somehow transfers between so many different types of yeah But yeah, she, I think all the stuff that wasn't in the new movie... So all the new stuff that was new to me was really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see how it's done in a more modern way. Like, Yeah. But yeah, I think I really liked this. I think only because I saw... 21. It only
2: works for us because we have the pre-built yeah. knowledge. I understand people we thinking the, it's a bad, oh, stupid movie. About
1: the
3: I really think it's yeah. still it a bad... Like, the thing. pamphlet is just a sheet of paper with vocabulary on it. Um, yes, it we looked help. it up, but...
1: Nick was telling us that <laughs> moviegoers were given a pamphlet before seeing this movie because it was so yeah. confusing. Which it is It's so dumb. Like,
3: they okay. don't explain
2: a lot of the terms they use, and that's fine, I think, personally. Yeah. Because the con- you can get it from context clues, but... I, a movie-going audience, you have to treat them like idiots, yeah. a little well, yeah, bit. Yeah,
1: people are just going to see this because it's the new movie that's out. Yeah. Back then, you didn't have you didn't have the TikTok to just be on. You gotta go to see a fucking movie, and it turns out it's a David Lynch sci-fi movie based on a book where the original director was fired. You're just you're in too deep. Mm-hmm. It's too deep for the a normal person yeah. to see. If I saw this, I'd be like, what the fuck happened? In this movie?
3: <laughs> I mean, o- overall, I think <laughs> no. I don't think it's a good movie. Um, but I think it's fun and campy. Um, the the effects yeah. made me laugh a lot. I enjoyed my time watching it. But I think it's one of those things where um, if you care about consistency and objectively good effects and uh, narrative, acting, it, it's not good.
1: Yeah. Visually, yeah. pretty good. Fun to look at.
2: I think that this there's so much like there's so much going on visually in this movie at all times, including some things that are meant to be unpleasant. I didn't even talk about the weird fetus stuff, which uh, oh, calls God. forward How to that stuff that's in Dune Messiah. But the way that David Lynch is using it in this movie is mostly just as a visual for uh, Paul's psychic visions. He is like a fetus in a river.
1: The, yeah. Oh yeah. To check this out. Look at this weird ship for a second.
2: Mm-hmm. Like what? it's like this is what it's this is what it's like to be a psychic and chew five gums and uh <laughs> like it shows you like a fetus in a river and uh then paul wakes up and the scene moves on and it doesn't tell you what he gained from that
1: yeah it's just like well, that was weird anyway which is mm-hmm. if you were having those dreams probably how you'd react so yeah i wonder
2: if um i wonder if when the executives got lynch on for that they're like all right he's gonna do one of those at least at least uh, Twin Peaks is full. Of yeah exactly series
1: some of the best dream sequences ever in Twin Peaks I mean, and most accurate I feel like
3: I are mean, your I don't dreams like that for
1: my dreams uh, a hand yes. just comes at you <laughs> out of
3: nowhere and then the, the uh, moon that's, explodes that's, those and... are the spice dreams all right Buddy,
2: it's like when you I, eat ice cream I before bed you have nightmares
1: dreams. I have much worse dreams than that but um speaking of dreams this has been a dream to do this again I really like doing hazardous materials and I think The way we're going to do it to keep ourselves sane, if we stay at this money mark, at least we're going to back pay Byron if he cancels his subscription right now, um, is to not give you one of these and a podcast in the same week. We'll just put all our energy into this. Yeah.
3: And we're going to... We didn't do voting this time, did we? I think we should do voting. we
1: extremely didn't. (laughs) We didn't know we were doing it.
3: Well, every
2: time uh, we do
1: voting, we end up doing fucking ants. So well, you know,
3: you know, we're just I, gonna I feel leave like, off the kids' movies. All right.
2: I feel like we should just pick because mm-hmm. I don't want to know how few people are voting. <laughs> <laughs> I I, That's I a valid that reason too. I think yeah. that we can pick something. I think that we can pick something like um. This wasn't really connected to any of our previous topics, like any of the things that we've been doing recently, except for maybe last week's thing, because it's a science fiction movie that was supposed to be from a one director and ended up being from another director, and ended well, up we also did being Twin kind Peaks. of a mess. Yeah, but that's way. way
1: <laughs> well, we talked about if you, if you're a freak and want to connect everything to something else, like we are, this loop in quotes is has been about wealth and the distribution class, class. Sure. And like, yeah, I know, sure, exactly. But you're right. Like, (laughs) That's how we have to do this. But yeah, Um, it doesn't matter. This was fun. Yeah, we've got
2: got a lot of fun stuff coming up next. And uh, I am really looking forward to uh, my show next week. uh, Can we say what's going on next week? Yeah, I think so. Uh, Next week, I am having you guys watch Burn After Reading, which is my favorite Coen Brothers movie, something that Emily and I watched uh, pretty recently. And we really, really loved it. So uh, I'm looking forward to showing it to you. And I think it'll be a nice, uh, I think it'll be a good start to this new year of the Please Don't Cast. Wow. Yes,
1: our year reset in March.
2: <laughs> yeah. But, well, hey, yeah, what not? are you going to do?
1: What do you want us to confirm? It'll be to? another
2: alex list episode, but I'm sure maybe we'll find a way to get a read off his email or nah, something. Nah, he's going
3: to be too busy. You're
2: he's right. in Rome. He's, he doesn't even do emails when he's working, so there's no yeah. way we'll get him to do one on vacation. What oh, does well. he do when he's working? Anyway, uh,
1: thanks <laughs> for making the this. rest of us apprentices ex- look bad. I'm excited <laughs> to. Uh, <laughs> all right. Do that, and this was fun too. I'm happy to be. Yeah, and we'll
2: we'll, we'll, we'll try and make hazardous materials a regular thing again. It's just a scheduling thing that ends up being the problem.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we're we don't get paid for this shit, so it's hard. It's true, uh, except when you we, literally pay we us. We do, so. and then all <laughs> but that money much. goes into podcasts. So. Yeah. It's hard with full time jobs that. Yeah. In, so sorry
2: but we'll try and get a we'll try and get a rowdier one this time we mostly just ended up talking about how much we surprisingly enjoyed this (laughs) yeah uh you know when we when we did uh we when we did bioshock infinite we never stopped yelling and like you know uh that's while not everyone was like that and like our when we did the fucking donkey kong cartoon and like all these things i think that bad shit (laughs) i think that it's not the goal of hazardous materials is not to find the worst thing ever made but to uh, to find you know the elements of the periodic table that maybe you shouldn't get too close to, but it's there's something interesting there, which yeah. is why uh, there's the ban on children's movies because I think we know what happens there. <laughs> <We> <laughs> I, think I, I think we've got it sorted out. That was the problem.
1: <laughs> the fucking the one that made me the angriest though, if you made it this far in Hazmat, so you get you deserve to know this. Was the fucking Scooby Doo one? <laughs> <laughs> made me so bad. bad.
2: <laughs> because
1: I it's it's so hard to explain but I didn't have a job at that point and had all the free time in the world and I had to sit down early in the morning to watch the stupid scooby-Doo movie with Nick it oh my sucked. god and I hated it was it.
2: so it's the, the funniest hubris of uh, I was like oh the Scooby-Doo thing got picked the scooby-Doo. <laughs> Was a famously cheap animated thing. They they were selling like, this on VHS. It's got to be short, right? It'll be a short it just thing. Kept like they wanted going. to own this on TV. It was they so long. The Wacky
3: Races sequence it was, was so, long. so long. Way too much.
1: I couldn't tell you what happens in that movie. It, but it's so
2: fucking long. I think it would be really funny if we maintained a ranked list of the hazardous materials. <laughs> oh, uh, worst right. topics. With, most hazardous, We're, yeah. We most a, hazardous side nice so effect effects. So beach. I think that David Lynch's <laughs> doom <Dune laughs> goes on the bottom of the list with uh with Deus Ex Invisible list. War, which was also a surprising hazardous. No 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 enjoyment. bottom
3: of the list of hazardous.
2: That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's the bo- oh, it's the bottom hazard. of the list. So yeah, have Mario Kart ranked. Style. yeah sure. mario kart ranking style number one is the worst yes it's an old right. old joke <laughs> of how i don't understand how mario kart, right? um yeah but, but like whereas you know scooby-doo and uh <laughs> scooby-doo and ready player one and uh bioshock ants. infinite are all at the top as the most unpleasant things for I would us rather to play do
1: bioshock infinite watch ready player one then watch ants again for sure
2: yeah and i love yeah Rocky exactly Bros. Even bad. Moves. I think that, I, I think it would be really time. funny to post this list. Maybe that's something that we can do. Put on the Patreon. Maybe I think yeah. that we might be post a good it thing.
1: Every time we do one of these. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like absolutely.
2: I think that that is a great idea, Cam. It's
1: just we. It's just the initial hurdle of making a little so, graphic and then adding. So, a
2: so David Lynch's Dune is at the bottom of this list. It's fine. It's which it's it's good. it's a. It's uh. It is incomprehensible to somebody who doesn't already know what Dune is, which is very funny to say about a movie that's supposed to teach you about the concept, but. It's not bad in the way that a lot of the things that we do for the show are bad. I am it's, currently It's strange perfect, and off-putting.
1: I'm currently in the perfect climate to watch and enjoy Dune 1984. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I like to watch uh, old thing. It doesn't matter that it's bad because I know it's old. So I'm And we you got to watch it, it with friends,
2: bad. two of which had had read the book and could yes. go, "Oh, that's this thing from this scene."
1: It was I was in the perfect storm of having a good time, where I was really not looking forward to watching
2: this. You put you put on your good time hat. Good time yeah, and, hat. And ne- next, we'll, next time we'll next time we might be putting on our bad time hat. We'll see what ends up uh, shaking we'll out.
1: We're not we're not doing Shrek or Ice Age. Nobody suggests Ice Age. I'm gonna bleep <laughs> <laughs> what <when> I say <laughs> because I'm not doing fucking. <laughs> 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 okay, yeah.
2: The human baby from Bleep. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. We'll see you next time. time.